Urban Forum Northwest with your host, Eddie Rye Jr. Uh, first of all, I want to give a shout out to the City of Seattle's Purchasing and Construction Services Department. Matter of fact, we have two city leaders that will be on the latter part of the hour talking about the Martin Luther King events that will be occurring. And that is uh, Dr. Dwayne Chappelle, award-winning Dr. Ch uh, Dwayne Chappelle. Uh, the Seattle Early Learning uh, a Project has uh, got national honors two years in a row. We'll also have uh, Derek Wheeler on, who is uh, Derek Wheeler-Smith, who is the Director of the Office of Civil Rights. And uh, right now we're in the process of trying to get our, port our new chair, our president of the Port Commission, Hamdi Muhammad, on right now. Hi, my name is Mian Rice, the Diversity of Contracting Director for the Port of Seattle. As a public agency, the Port of Seattle serves the community and our investments should benefit everyone who lives and works here. The Port is committed to equity, diversity, and inclusion, and to leveling the playing field. That means continuing to open doors to contracting opportunities to all, especially women and minority-owned and disadvantaged businesses. How can you participate? List your business in Vendor Connect, a database of contractors. Attend PortGen workshops to learn how to do business with the Port. Learn more about contracting opportunities at portseattle.org. For more information on operating a concessions at Seattle Tacoma International Airport, visit lease.seataxshops.com. At Sound Transit, we not only connect more people to more places, we're making life better for all. We're connecting diverse neighborhoods to an entire region of opportunities, like jobs and school. If you have an ORCA card, you can just tap and go. We have reduced fares for seniors and riders with disabilities. For adults with lower incomes, check out ORCA Lift and pay just a dollar for your ride. To plan your trip or to learn more, visit us at soundtransit.org. Alternative Talk, 1150 on AM, 98.9 HD3 on HD, 1150kknw.com on the web. Join in the All right, uh, Eddie Rye back at Urban Forum Northwest. I want to thank the City of Seattle's Personal Construction Services Department, the Port of Seattle's Diversity Contracting Office, Sound Transit's Office of Civil Rights, Equity, and Inclusion, and the CPAC Bar Group LLC, they own the African Lounge of Album Bar and Concourse A out at SeaTac, Jerry Whitson and Rod O'Neill. And uh, we uh, have a, a little shakeup in the program today. We have Reverend Dr. Leslie Braxton, the pastor of New Beginnings Christian Fellowship uh, out in Kent, Washington. Uh, they are hosting a Martin Luther King event at 7 p.m. on Monday, the Martin Luther King Day, and the speaker will be uh, Reverend Dr. Joseph Evans, who is endowed chair uh, of uh, of uh, the uh, Department of Theology, Berkeley School of Theology. There you go. I got it right. I had it right on writing, too. So, Reverend Brax, I'm sure glad you logged on early because uh, we had a little confusion with our new uh, chair, our president of the Poor Commission, Hamdi Muhammad. We'll have her on a little later. Matter of fact, we might have to have on with Reverend Evans. You might have to hang around for a minute. So, anyway, why don't you just share with us, first of all, I'd uh, like to have you, uh, we talked last week about Dr. King being a pastor, and uh, we have uh, events, a national holiday now that, as a matter of fact, Ronald Reagan signed the holiday bill November 2nd, 1983. One of the things he did that I agree with, but the rest can go well south of the border, but anyway, I'll leave that alone too. But uh, you have an event coming up, and like I said, Dr. Evans is going to be speaking 
Uh, why don't you just share with us what can people expect on uh, uh, Sunday at uh, 7 o'clock p.m.? Monday. Monday, um, I'm sorry. Bacon Martin Luther ex- King's event is, is, uh, is Sunday at 3 o'clock. I'm going to talk about Reverend Dr. Linda Evans later. We'll go right ahead. First of all, good afternoon to all of your guests out there on what I affectionately refer to as the Digisphere <laughs> and uh, the radio audience. Um, Monday, what you can expect at 7 o'clock p.m. Uh, at the Evergreen Association of Baptist Churches annual uh, Martin Luther King Day commemorative uh, celebration is a prophetic word and the compelling music indicative of the best of the black church tradition. Because Martin Luther King Jr. was a product of the black church. He was born and bred in the black church. He was an ordained Baptist minister in a ultimately a political movement, but a political movement that was driven by the spiritual energy of the black church that met constantly, regularly, continually in in mass meetings that restored, fueled, and refreshed um, the foot soldiers all across this country that marched from Selma to Montgomery, Montgomery to Selma, Selma to St. Augustine, to the nation's capital, uh, reconstituting American society on a broader base of liberty and taking Jim Crow to Jim Crow's death. And so on Monday, you're going to hear a prophetic word from the Reverend Dr. Joseph Evans, who is the director of the Center for Truth racial healing and restorative justice at the Berkeley School of Theology and also is the newly installed occupant of the J. Alfred Smith Sr. Endowed Chair uh, for Theology in the Public Square. Um, He is a scholar, scholar, an insightful and compelling speaker who's going to provide on the occasion of Dr. King's death, the national celebration, and his actual birth date uh, lining up this year, and an analysis of where our society is in the midst of the wave of neo-fascism and racism and uh, autocracy that covets power uh, here again in this country, not only as a national problem, um, but a global pandemic of autocrats and fascists coming to power. Uh, trying to give us a new world order. And so I think the the voice of the black church, which has historically been the um, the moral uh, compass for the country, the black church has been the, the conscience of this country. And we've always had the moral compass pointing toward the uh, eternal norms of, of, of right, righteousness, justice in this country, who have been the victims of the worst of American society, its worst contradiction. Strangely enough, we have been the most stringent beholders um, and pursuers of the dream of one nation under God with liberty and justice for all. And um, so on Monday, a prophetic word and the compelling music and of the black church tradition is the expectation for Monday night. And uh, can people, is this going to be uh, uh, in person or can people also pick it up 
in a digital sphere, as you refer to it as? Um, it will be in person. There, there will also it will also, uh, to my understanding, uh, be broadcast uh, live stream. And um, so, if you go to dnbcf.org, um, and you'll be able to tune in uh, live. Uh, but if you are within driving distance, ain't nothing like being in a house because uh, online you can't get the energy that makes people shout. And, and, and holla and you can't, there's some things that you just have to be there together. I always tell people you wouldn't want to have a, um, a honeymoon by way of zoom. Um, you, 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 you'd be both logged on, but it just wouldn't feel the same. <laughs> so, <laughs> some occasions you gotta be in the house. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll tell you what, I want you to come back, uh, at two 30 with uh, Dr. Evans. If you can, I, I will I, do that. I sort of would appreciate it. I'm glad that the Lord had you in the right place at the right time on my behalf today because uh, <laughs> Humvee was tied up. So uh, we look so forward to seeing you back at 2.30. She just have to get her time cut down, but uh, we appreciate you. So we'll see you back at 2.30. I'll be right back. Talk to you okay, later. Thank you, thank you sir. Okay. Uh, DeMarlon Sisney, Dr. D, uh, who is uh, going to be involved with the uh, uh, the Opportunity Fair, he is a, uh, I call him a technology guru, and uh, he has a company that does business around the world, and it's going to be good for young people to see a younger person uh, sitting at the table that's uh, a student technology and is doing a, a, a great deal of work. So, Demarlo, are you online with us now, brother? Yes, sir, I am, and thank okay. you for, for having me. Because I know you are busy at, at a, a luncheon right now. So I uh, just want you to sh share with our listening audience uh, your impression of what can be expected on, on Monday at the Opportunity Fair. And But first of all, share a little bit with our listeners a little bit about your business and how you got started. Yes, sir, for sure. And thank you again um, for having me today. Hello, everybody. My name is Marlin Sisney, but please feel free to call me D. Um, so my background is tech. Right. And there aren't too many of us in this space, uh, but we are flourishing and there's uh, a time right that's coming up for individuals to learn more about the tech space that I'll dive into in just a in just a second. But um, my company is Hop Technology Solutions. I was at Amazon Web Services um, for about five and a half years as a data and machine learning engineer. So my background is systems and and big data systems and understanding data. How are you bringing it in? How are you storing it? Um, deriving insights from that data. And then once we have that structured data, being able to do machine learning uh, on it. We hear a lot about AI and ML. Um, and I was really at the preface of that before AI and ML was a household name. Um, and so now my technology solutions firm, I've grown it now to six black engineers. Um, and we do business internationally, and we really focus on tailored technology solutions for businesses and nonprofits. Um, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm super excited to be a part of the Opportunity Fair and a little bit about that. Um, so the Opportunity Fair will really bring together um, a all sorts of industries and verticals, right, for youth to be able to learn more about. 
um, and individuals to have the opportunity to uh, be a part of the resume room, right? And get um, hands-on resume experience, right? And, and get insights about their resumes, right? And then be connected directly with employers as well. And as I mentioned in different industries from the trades to technology, um, I know iUrban Teen will be there, shout out to them. I do a lot of work with them um, and, and their work in actually educating youth and teenagers in digital literacy and, and providing digital equity and, and certifications, right? That individuals can then take into the industry long-term. Um, so this is an exciting event. There's going to be a lot happening there and even an opportunity to win prizes as well um, with a $1,000 scholarship that'll be given away and then other prizes. Um, so definitely it's it's a it's a day to really come learn more um, and, and take advantage of the opportunities here in community as it pertains to jobs. Now, in terms of, uh, you, you said you got your start with uh, Amazon Web Services. Now, I think we had a conversation and there was that was it an African-American gentleman that was responsible for kicking off Amazon Web Services. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, his name is Robert Frederick. And for those of you that don't know, um, Robert Frederick originally pitched the concept of Amazon Web Services. Um, so the breakdown in, at, at Amazon, right? So a AWS is the cloud computing division of Amazon. And a lot of people think that Amazon is a logistics company, which it is, right? And a lot of their money comes from that. But the bulk of their money actually comes from computing services. So what we once knew as um, you as the IT person going in um, to a, a rack um, in a space, right, and having to do all of the heating and provisioning and all of that, let's just say your website goes down and now you're sending out an IT person to go and see in a big room full of servers, right, and you have to find your server, what's going on. Um, Amazon now handles all of that with on-demand compute, storage, security, networking, um, and actually 76% of startups run on AWS. Um, you know, JP Morgan, Salesforce, all of the big companies, Netflix, how we're able to watch our movies and, um, and personalize that experience. Those are machine learning services and storage services and networking and computing services built on Amazon Web Services. And that was created by a Black man, um, Robert Fred who lives in Redmond, Washington. Um, and within that, he's now started, he, he took that concept of um, infrastructure as a service and brought it into the IT space. And so now a lot of the, I, or excuse me, the IoT space, um, which that's Internet of Things, so like the Google Homes and the Alexas, the way in which they're operating is actually on his services as well. So he not only started that concept at AWS and made it a multi-billion dollar idea um, and, and project, right, through through a, a PR FAQ process that you can do internally at Amazon. But then he then took that same concept and then, you know, really entered into the IoT space and now runs a lot of these major companies run their IoT services through him as well. Um, and so, yes, please do your research on Robert Frederick. He is a, um, you call me a tech guru, sir. He's a tech guru for sure. <laughs> but yeah, a little bit about him. Now, Dr. D, uh, what is, uh, uh, I understand that uh, Mr. Robert Frederick is one of the wealthiest brothers in, in the town. 
Uh, what is that? that is it the secret? What is estimated net worth is or what? Uh, yes, sir. So this can be researched as well. Um, but, you know, as per the Internet, right, uh, a net worth of about seven billion dollars. And he lives in Redmond, Washington. Yes, sir. Right here in, in Washington. So he could have actually went and bought the Seahawks and the Sonics if he wanted to. <laughs> I don't know about that one. <laughs> right okay. Yes, sir. Okay. Well, thanks very much, Ron. I know you got a uh, you got a uh, a uh, event that you got to take care of right now. So uh, Shadé just joined us. We'll go to her. But thank you very much, Doctor D. We'll see you Monday. All right. See y'all then. Thank you again. Okay. Now the chair of the Seattle MLK uh, organizing the MLK organizing coalition is on. Uh, Dr. Shadé Moore. Uh, uh, we got a couple of minutes, Dr. Shadé, for you to tell us what's going to be happening on Monday. Thank you, Eddie. And I hope y'all can hear me. I do apologize. It's been a busy day. We got four days remaining until the big event on Monday. So really excited. We do have a lot of people asking about our weather conditions. I will tell you this. Dr. King took no days off. So we will be there right now. We are uh, we are watching the weather reports. We do know that there is potential snow that's going to be in the area. Um, you will hear from us. You will hear in the media if there's any cancellations. But right now, all of our events are still scheduled as normal. Um, as we've been telling folks, if you want to hear more about what we're going to be doing on the day of or the days leading into the event on Monday, you can check out our website at seattlemlkcoalition.org. On the front page of the website, you will see our flyer. We ask that if you would like to share that flyer within your networks, but also download it, post it in your office space. Make sure it's, you know, uh, if you're going to church on Sunday, make sure you share it with the clergy at church. Um, I mean, we're really looking forward to our event Sunday. We have a big youth, youth event that will be happening at the McKinney Center for Community and Economic Development, which is on 21st and Jackson. The doors for that event open at 1.30. The program starts at 2. We're going to be having some youth vendors there, um, as well as UW will be tabling. Um, so looking forward to that. Thank you to Ezell's for sponsoring the food for our youth event, as well as for our event on Monday. Um, what can I not say? Tonight, there's gonna be a community dialogue that will be held at 5.30 at the Washington Hall. And it's gonna be a workshop with the Black Prisoners Caucus, the women's chapter. So if you're interested in that, please show up tonight again, 5.30 at Washington Hall. Um, there's going to be a workshop with the Black Prisoners Caucus. Um, Opportunity Fair on Monday starts at 8.30. It ends at 1130, which is a little bit after the time of the program. So get there early. There's going to be a job fair and resume review room. Um, there's going to be over, what, Eddie, 65 vendors that's going to be there. We got so many vendors this year that we had to have a, um, a waiting list. So next year, I'm hoping that we can do a two-day event. We're going to talk about that more during our recap meeting. But we get a lot of interest with the Opportunity Fair. And sometimes it's so much interest that we can't keep up. So we definitely want to expand that program next year. So please be on the lookout for that. Workshops started on the 9th. They end on the 13th online. So you can see the workshops on our website. Again, that's seattlemlkcoalition.org. Then we will have in-person workshops on the 15th, starting at 915. Um, you can pre-register online on our website. And you can also just show up to the building um, on Monday. You can go to the Commons area to our Infotech check-in and they can give you information about which workshops to attend. I'm going to stop there, Eddie, because I know you may have some questions. Uh, no, I, I, I have. I just have answers, but uh, thank you very much. Yeah. 
the Sade. So uh, anyway, we had DeMarlin on earlier talking about the Opportunity Pair and Technology. And I didn't realize it was a brother in Redmond, Washington, worth $7 billion. But I guess he uh, started Amazon uh, ALS. Is it AWS? Amazon Web Services? Yeah, DeMarlin actually worked, worked with me at some point, And we actually knew each other prior to him stepping down from Amazon and starting his own business. So okay. I think that's really amazing. A lot of our, of our black employees in Amazon have been doing that. They've been branching off, you know, becoming entrepreneurs, um, community leaders and business. So it's just, it was amazing to see DeMarlin in community. He stepped up and he's actually um, going to be um, running for a position for the CDCPDA board. So I look forward to that. We can utilize his skill sets. And then um, he stepped up to support MLK, which is super amazing as well. So he's helping with our survey and data collection. Okay, well, Sade, thank you very much. And I will see you on Monday morning. I will see you, Eddie. Thank you again. Okay, then. Okay, Eric, let's take a quick break and come back with uh, Reverend Dr. Joseph Evans and Reverend Dr. Leslie Braxton. We've got about a 90-second break, gentlemen. We'll, we'll be right back to you. At Sound Transit, we not only give people more reliable ways to get around, we're connecting diverse neighborhoods to an entire system of opportunities, like jobs, school, friends and family, and to the airport. Our commitment to economic development provides opportunities for women and people of color to compete fairly for Sound Transit contracts. All of this helps our regional workforce grow and thrive. Go to soundtransit.org and search DBE to learn more. Hi, my name is Mian Rice, the Diversity of Contracting Director for the Port of Seattle. As a public agency, the Port of Seattle serves the community, and our investments should benefit everyone who lives and works here. The Port is committed to equity, diversity, and inclusion, and to leveling the playing field. That means continuing to open doors to contracting opportunities to all, especially women and minority-owned and disadvantaged businesses. How can you participate? List your business in Vendor Connect, a database of contractors. Attend PortGen workshops to learn how to do business with the port. Learn more about contracting opportunities at portseattle.org. For more information on operating a concessions at Seattle Tacoma International Airport, visit lease.seataxshops.com. Alternative Talk 1150, the talk of the sound. All right, Eddie Rye back at Urban Forum Northwest with my uh, next my uh, reappearing guest, Reverend Dr. Leslie D. Braxton, uh, pastor of the New Beginnings Christian Fellowship out in Kent, Washington. And we've been joined by Reverend Dr. Joseph Evans, who is the endowed chair of uh, the Berkeley School of Theology. And so we heard from Reverend Braxton already, but we would like to have Reverend Braxton do a formal introduction of his colleague, uh, Reverend Dr. Evans. Well, good evening again to everybody out there in the Digisphere and in the radio audience. And I, I want to introduce uh, a brother beloved who currently has one of the longest job titles, I think, in the history of Christendom. It is almost as long as the name of a Kojic church. Um, <laughs> he is the occupant 
of the J. Alfred Smith Sr. Endowed Chair of Theology in the Public Square and the Director of the Center for Truth, Racial Healing, and Restorative Justice, both at the Berkeley School of Theology. It takes at least three breaths to get all that out. One of them is a a, uh, research and teaching position, the um, J. Alfred Smith Endowed Chair um, for Theology in the Public Square, and the other is the director of the department, really, of Black Church Studies and related um, issues as we seek to deal with uh, creating church leaders at the School of Theology, the, the Berkeley School of Theology, formerly known as the American Baptist Seminary of the West, creating church leaders who not only who preach a progressive and prophetic brand of Christianity that features both personal salvation and social justice. Um, and so with that, I want to introduce uh, my brother, who I first met way back in the early 2000s, uh, when we were both a part of a Proclaimers Place group that the Reverend Dr. Joel Gregory uh, took to Oxford, England. Um, and we looked at the church uh, against the backdrop of um, uh, England and Oxford and um, C.S. Lewis and all of those benchmarks. And we both have articles uh, uh, that we had published out of that group that went Proclaimers Place too. Uh, we both are, are authors that have published articles there. So without further ado, the man with the longest job title that I know of currently that takes at least three breaths to get it out, the Reverend Dr. Joseph Evans, who will be our keynote speaker on Monday evening for the Evergreen Baptist Association's 2024 uh, MLK Day Commemorative Celebration, Dr. Evans. Well, thank you, Dr. Braxton. Now, you know when brothers have titles that long, it may mean their cash is short, but (laughs) we we know that's how that works. But let me also, uh, just for a moment, just to recognize Brother Eddie Rye. He's famous and he's well known across the country for his activism. Uh, He's a community organizer. Uh, We know of your work in MLK. out in the uh, Pacific Northwest. I know that you have long relations with Jesse Jackson Sr. Uh, I remember seeing pictures of you when I was a little younger myself when you had the big fro. In fact, you and you and Jesse kind of looked like y'all was brothers. Y'all both had that distinguished mustache and the big fro. You ain't escaped nobody's view. I know who you are. I know you from Louisiana. Yeah, big plantations. You know how to make the roux and the gumbo. You got people down in Louisiana. I don't know if you're from Shreveport or Baton Rouge, but I know you're from down there. I knew you were from down there. Dirty Hospital of Colored Side. What you say? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you were born in New Orleans? Shreveport. Y'all had a charity, charity hospital, hospital in New Orleans and a charity hospital in Shreveport. See, now that's news. I didn't know y'all had one in Shreveport. Yes, indeed. And, uh, you know, and I know you come from an activist family. Your father, I think, when your father a, a porter and worked yeah. with the yeah, A. Philip Randolph designated him to be the uh, Northwest organizer for the Brotherhood of Sleeping Car Porters. That's what I do. Because his two yeah. older brothers wouldn't take the position because their kids were in Southern, and we were in grade school. So <laughs> they said, yeah. Eddie, we could take care of his kids. That's how, how that went. 
Yeah. So you got all of that both in your DNA and by experience. And so, you know, coming on and being in your presence, I thought it was important for me to recognize you and to also acknowledge that I'm in the presence of a brother who's been on the wall a long time. And so I say, I to you, my brother. Um, the job that I have here at Berkeley School of Theology is frankly straightforward. And I want to just simply say that J. Alfred Smith Sr. is one of the great, great leaders in Christendom, particularly in the Baptist witness, American Baptist, Progressive National Baptist. And, um, you know, to be honest with you, Jesse uh, Jackson, uh, J. Alfred Smith Sr., Otis Moss Jr., to my, and Andrew Young, probably are the last living brothers who broke bread with Martin uh, during those days uh, when they were a part of uh, bringing the movement to us and for us, et cetera, et cetera. And so uh, J. Alfred Smith is a, a very significant historic figure. Uh, Dr. James Brenneman, the president here at Berkeley School of Theology, uh, was uh, very uh, instrumental in naming this endowed chair after uh, Dr. Smith uh, creating uh, an endowment uh, with specific uh, 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 guidelines for outcomes and things we're engaged in. And out of that, we is, uh, Dr. Braxton spoke to uh, about the center. Um, we are focused on uh, initiatives both globally and locally, to be honest. Uh, we're, we have some relations in South Africa at uh, the uh, Nelson Mandela University there. Uh, we're working in Brazil uh, because we're looking to create a presence in the global south. We think that if we can offer a liberation, uh, forward-leaning uh, theological worldview to brothers and sisters across the globe, that uh, we can make some um, contribution with the hope that others will come alongside and others when we are no longer uh, filling the responsibilities. We see a global movement in that respect because they have similar issues we have. They're looking for racial healing still in South Africa. That still hasn't, that hole is, you know, it's not still been, that wound has not been fully um, treated and healed. Brazil currently are, are facing uh, legitimate problems, particularly in um, uh, environmental justice is it's just it's outrageous. And, and of course, Brazil is battling the, the, the authoritarianism that is taking root, obviously in Europe, and we don't even have to really overly emphasize what's going on here. So um, we have that international presence. We have programs uh, with uh, William Darity and Brother Rye. I think you would be interested in this because I know you're about the reparations piece. William Darity from Duke, who wrote a, a tremendous book on reparations with his wife. Kirsten Mullen will be here in April. Uh, Andrew Young will be here in May to do the commencement address. And we have an event in, uh, to address uh, unhoused the intersections between un the, the unhoused, gentrification, uh, mental health, incarceration that's going on in Oakland currently. That's in March. And then in February, just in probably, I think, I can't count the days, but February 8th, we'll be doing a, a, a town hall with the sentencing project uh, and the Congressional Black Caucus Foundation. We're, we're talking about uh, the incarceration 
uh, biases against people of color and more in, uh, uh, significantly the increase in black women being incarcerated. And you know, when you start incarcerating women just to be doing it to feed the prison industrial complex, then you know we got something wrong up in here. Up in here. And so we have to, to address that as well. Um, we're trying to decolonize theological education, to be honest. We, we, we can no longer try to do religion uh, with the colonizer's religion. Uh, we keep coming up with the same answers. That means that uh, some people are superior and some people are inferior. And that is antithetical to the Jesus of Nazareth. I want to talk about Jesus of Nazareth because Jesus of Nazareth is Jesus from the hood from the other sides of the tracks. And, you know, our brothers and sisters from the dominating culture, they like to talk about the Christ. I'm not saying he's not the Christ, but they don't want to talk about what put him on the cross. <laughs> they want to talk about what happened after the cross. Okay, we got that. We understand that. But somebody has to understand that when Jesus was put on the cross, it wasn't because they believed he was God. They didn't crucify him for that. They crucified him because he was tearing down empire, right? Exposing the imperial economy and, and demonstrating the hegemonic practices of organized religion. That Jesus is attractive to me. And so we are trying to work in those areas and we're excited about coming to Seattle and to Kent and to the, the surrounding areas because, um, you know, that's a good place to be on Martin Luther King Day. Uh, it's an audience that is already ahead of some of us, to be honest, because out here in the West of Lotus that you all are more free to say what needs to be said. I don't know why y'all do it, but y'all do it. Y'all be talking big out here, and I like that. And it's a privilege to be a part of it. And I want to also say before I yield, Brother Braxton's kind of cooling out, but you know, he's he's a board member at, at uh, Berkeley School of Theology. And just to be honest, Berkeley don't put just everybody on the board. I mean, they got choices. And so that tells you of the quality of leadership and gravitas this brother has. And so we're looking forward to MLK weekend in the Seattle area. We really are. Well, you'll be coming to Martin Luther King Jr. County, too. I want you to know that. Martin Luther King Jr. This County? Martin Luther King Jr. County. Right on, brother. I can 25, do that. 2,500 square miles. Uh, when Martin Luther King III saw Larry Goss and I on the county council at the time, presented him because we had to get permission from the family. And he said, mm -hmm. I thought you guys were talking about a few blocks. This is, this is huge. I said, yes, huge. But this is Martin Luther King Jr. County. Uh, it, uh, Senator Adam Planner, whose legislation six times before it passed, 2005, Governor Christine Gregoire came to Seattle to Martin Luther King Jr. County Courthouse to sign legislation. Then it took us 13 months to get the logo because some of the people on the council, but we have a picture of, of the courthouse as the official logo. I said the courthouse don't look like Martin Luther King Jr. So with everything you see that's related to the county, you'll see an image of Dr. King. But uh, could I, gentlemen, just want to let, uh, we have a new uh, president of the CL4 Commission. Her name is Hamni Muhammad. Hamni, are you there? I am here, Mr. Eddie Rye. Okay, well, uh, we got Reverend Dr. Leslie D. Braxton and the keynote speaker for uh, uh, the, uh, the New Beginnings Christian Fellowship or the Evergreen Association MLK celebration, I should say, at New Beginnings on uh, Monday at 7 o'clock. So uh, I'm sorry about the confusion of the time uh, President Mohammed, uh, we will have you back on, but I'd like to just have you 
make a few comments about the MLK and about you being the first woman of color to send to be the president of the Seattle Port Commission. Thank you so much for the time and the opportunity. And it's great to be among leaders that I deeply respect. Um, as you shared, Mr. Eddie Rye, I just got appointed or elected by my colleagues on the commission to be uh, the Port of Seattle Commission president. Um, I was elected to the Port of Seattle Commission um, in November 2021. And when I got elected, I became the first black woman to join the Port of Seattle Commission. Um, and the port was founded in 1911 um, and becoming uh, and I also was the first Somali American woman to be elected to office in Washington state. So that was a historical moment um, for our region. And today I am uh, the first black woman, first woman of color to be elected um, to be uh, port commissioner. And, you know, it is a significant milestone for our community. Um, our port it influences our entire region's economy. Um, it creates job and jobs. And in Washington state, we're um, blessed with incredible wealth um, and how we spend that wealth and how we leverage it um, at the Port of Seattle matters. Um, you know, when, when, I got a, when I got elected, I said, you know, I obviously stand on the shoulders of giants. It's a, a huge, moment for black history but for me what i care about deeply is black futures and what i will be doing in this role to ensure that people of color are able to advance in our region we hold significant power over some of the most important environmental issues in our state um, and when we're talking about reducing air and water pollution that disproportionately harms black communities, how we do it matters. When we are talking about bending the CO2 admission curb that we see black people suffering significantly from um, climate impacts, it matters how we do those things. And so um, I uh, being in this role and just knowing that uh, celebrating Dr. King and his legacy and wisdom, you know, I shared during the uh, my the presidential ceremony that we had this week, one of the quotes that I've been sitting with um, that Dr. King has said is, our lives begin to end the day we become silent about the things that matter. And in King County, our economy, our dollars matter. And for me being a, a commission president, my goal is always to make sure that I'm not silent or afraid to ask the hard questions and to take bold action on behalf of our community. And, um, you know, this last year, 2023, we just passed our budget during that time and we're making huge investments. We've put $1 billion, uh, $1 billion into our operational revenue, 5.6 into historical five-year capital plan for aviation, maritime, and economic development, where we've invested $20 million in environmental stewardship, $19 million in 17 community programs, and we're making huge investments um, at SeaTac International Airport. And I just wanted to um, say as well, you know, one of the, the things I wanted to share with your audience in particular, we... Um, in this last budget cycle are upgrading our sea concourse expansion and we voted on a huge change um, to address uh, 
the uh, barriers for small businesses being able to access uh, airport dining retail opportunities. And we simplified that that um, those opportunities to make it easier for people to be able to do business at SeaTac Airport. 17 yeah. new spaces. Uh, I can go on, but I, I really Look, want to Commissioner Muhammad, what we're going to do is we're going to have you on so you will have the time. I'm sorry we had a mix up in the time because I had 15 minutes for you at the top of the program, and I'm sorry we had confusion, but we want to have you on regularly because our community needs to be informed on what's happening, what the opportunities are. So uh, thank you for the day. And like I said, uh, anytime that you have something you need to say to my audience, you'll have a card block invitation. So thank you very much for the day. Uh, I want to get with you after the program so me, you, and Preston can get some time so that you can come on uh, when you don't have six meetings at the same time. So thank you very much for the day. Happy Martin Luther King Day. I'm proud of you, my sister, and you're headed in the right direction. Thank you very much. Thank you. I stand on your shoulders, and I appreciate the work that you've done in King County. Thank you. I mean, Okay, I, we got a couple of minutes for Dr. Uh, Evans and Dr. Braxton to wrap up, because if you want to hear some more of this, this man, uh, you can show up at 9.30 at New Beginnings Christian Fellowship in Kent, Washington on Sunday morning at 9.30. And you can also double back on Monday evening for the Evergreen Association's MLK event on Monday at 7 p.m. at New Beginnings Christian Fellowship. So any parting words from Dr. Evans or Dr. Braxton? I would just like to say um, the weather report is becoming more benevolent toward us. Uh, as of today, the snow is not supposed to hit uh, the, the little flurries that make us panic until Tuesday. So it's irrelevant for the weekend. It's not supposed to be any rain, no rain, no snow through the weekend. The temperatures are going to be in the 30s in the daytime. And so, you know, you layer up, but it's going to be dry is going to be clear. So uh, we want you to come out uh, on um, uh, actually Saturday, we start with Emerging Ministries luncheon at New Beginnings at 12 o'clock for all pastors, for, um, all ministers, uh, prospective pastors and ministers who want to discuss theological education and understand the history, the mission, uh, and the programs of the Berkeley School of Theology that uh, now can do complete degree programs remotely, um, as well as hybrid, as well as in-person for persons uh, who can get down to the um, Berkeley area, but you can get a complete degree program at the master's and at the doctorate level all the way up here in the Pacific Northwest. Um, so that luncheon is Saturday at 12 o'clock. And then on Sunday morning, Dr. Evans will be giving us a foretaste of Monday uh, at the 9.30 worship service, and then we'll be double dipping um, on Monday night for the annual Evergreen Association MLK program at seven o'clock, where we're going to hear a prophetic word from the pulpit and the music, the compelling musical witness of the Black church, uh, 7 p.m. that evening. Dr. Mm -hmm. Evans, we'll be looking forward to hearing you. Oh, I hope so. Thank I you. plan to. And the, yeah, okay, we'll be looking forward to seeing you and hearing you, sir. Well, thank you. In fact, my next guest, Steve Burry and uh, uh, Dr. Dwayne Chappelle, are going to be involved. In, uh, Dr. Dwayne is an honoree. Uh, the MLK Prayer Breakfast will be on Monday at seven o'clock at the seven o'clock a.m. at the Sheridan. And uh, so, this is the pastor's prayer breakfast, uh, Dr. Evans and Dr. Braxton. So that will be at seven o'clock a.m. on Monday. And Steve Berry has been one of the organizers for that. And I indicated 
Uh, Dr. Wayne Chappelle is a award has a the director of early learning uh, uh, of education and early learning for the city of Seattle, and has got uh, the last two years have received national awards for the early learning program. So that's the brother that's doing some positive things. So thank y'all. I'll see y'all on Sunday and Monday, and maybe before then. So thank you very much, and Reverend Braxton, thank you for sitting in for, for on two different sessions. We appreciate you. I appreciate you, man. I'll see you on Sunday. Okay, thank you. So we're going to Steve Gurry. Steve is the executive director of uh, Urban Impact and is one of the conveners and coordinators of the prayer breakfast. So, Steve, why don't you introduce yourselves to our listening audience and let them know what they can expect. <laughs> it's good to be with you. And, and uh, as you guys were sharing earlier and you're talking about the King County and the work that you did to, to make sure that it's Martin Luther King County, um, in the same way as honoring uh, the legacy of Dr. King that you've done so well, uh, Mr. Rai, uh, in the in the in our whole area, our region, um, we are very honored uh, to uh, that you are an awardee of this year's Lifetime Service Award. Uh, Dr. Chappelle is the awardee for our Education uh, Award, and then Derek Wheeler Smith, who is uh, our uh, the third awardee, that is our Community Award, who's the Director of Office of Civil Rights uh, with the City of Seattle, but the. Prayer Breakfast was the dream of two gentlemen, Dr. Uh, Alan Belton and uh, a businessman, Donnie Griffin, who were trying to do something to uh, bring back the spiritual legacy and really honor the spiritual legacy of Dr. King. We've done a lot to honor his the, the, his civil rights legacy and that, and, and that work, but have often, at least in the city of Seattle, forgotten that he's also a, has, was a pastor. He has a, there's a spiritual legacy. He's a man of deep faith. I'm very honored to, that you had Dr. Braxton and uh, the other gentleman on on the call as well, wrestling with this issue that that you know what's happening in the black church, what's happening in the black community, you know it happened in the basement of the black church, and it, the birth, you know, civil rights was birthed out of out of the basement of the church and and the hearts. I wouldn't even say the basement, but the hearts of uh, the preachers and pastors of that day that that chose to walk alongside people. So the prayer breakfast was developed to honor that. I had the uh, honor of. Um, coming alongside and and we became first the fiscal sponsor and then and then when pastor allen res- retired we were able to take on and continue the legacy of uh the ml king prayer breakfast but i'm a, an individual that has been working here in south seattle for about 38 years with reverend harvey drake and uh, he retired this year as well so i keep landing back in the uh the helm of great leaders that that i feel like i stood on the shoulders of and i appreciated hamdi's uh comment about having stood on your shoulders, Dr. Wright, because I think we all have stood on the shoulders of those, the great workers of uh, our city and, and who crafted the, the, the equity and justice uh, and civil rights issues of, of, of the past. And so, I um, mean, it's a great honor to, to be facilitating. The breakfast is our keynote speaker will be um, Ephraim Smith. He he's, uh, hails himself from the Sacramento area. He's a, a great communicator. Um, he's a pastor and, and co-pastor of Sanctuary Covenant Church. Excuse me, he launched and founded Sanctuary Covenant Church and presently is a, a co-pastor in the Sacramento area. Um, we'll have some great music. Um, it's, it's led by a group of community partners. And then we'll have this opportunity to, to honor three uh, folks who have done great work in the city area uh, with the Vision from the Mountaintop Awards that will be given to uh, Eddie Rye, uh, Dwayne Chappelle, and Derek Wheeler-Smith. So that's enough for me right now, uh, but that's what that's what we're doing. 
All right, that's great. And then uh, let's hear from uh, Dr. Dwayne Chappelle, the award-winning brother with the city of Seattle's education early uh, learning uh, department there that's received national recognition in the last two years. So Dr. Chappelle, go right ahead. Yes. Um, so first, I, I want to continue to the the uh, honoring of what uh, Sister Hamdi started and what Mr. Burry was just continuing is first by just thanking you for this opportunity just to even be on this platform in your presence. As Hamdi said, I'm thankful for the foundation or for standing on your shoulders, right? The foundation um, that you and all of the other elders have um, laid um, by providing folks like me with just a valuable, with valuable lessons and guidance and wisdom. And just know, uh, Mr. Rye, that, that um, your expertise and experiences has uh, uh, um, helped us as a community. And it also, thinking about it from, it's helped me um, serve in, in the various capacities that I've had. And I just think, thank you and all the elders that's come before me to uh, help navigate life's challenges and make these necessary decisions. I um, want to just, so I want to start off with that. But then I also, I am, um, I'm always honored and have been like proud to partner with parents, community, uh, city officials to work towards the goal of advancing educational equity for scholars, um, for every young person here in Seattle, where every young person here in Seattle can can thrive and um, achieve. Uh, Mr. Burry will tell you, um, back when I was principal at um, the Rainier Beach High School, uh, Mr. Burry was one of those individuals that wrapped his him and his organization, Urban Impact, uh, wrapped their hands around not just me, but our whole community to make sure that our students and families were um, supported, um, along with um, our parents from, from Rita, Carlina, Lucretia, Coach Mai, Coach Patia. There's so many other community members that reached out and, and put their arms around our community to make sure our young people are going to be successful. So um, I just want to also start with that because without the community support, um, our scholars wouldn't be where they are. Um, I'll also say I have um, um, also been appreciative and because of of the work that I just mentioned, that the support everyone that I just mentioned from everyone, I have been the uh, uh, recipient um, of uh, of an individual to basically find success and opportunities um, to provide opportunities for our scholars uh, to thrive, right? And when I say scholars thriving, you just mentioned um, uh, national recognized preschool, and that's thriving whether it's increasing access for families to participate in preschool or whether that's increasing um, access to um, educated diversity or creating some type of culturally responsive experience or providing um, um, post-secondary opportunities and access or just really just centering the brilliance of our um, Black or African-American Latinx or indigenous brothers and sisters and other people of color. So for me, receiving this award has just been uh, a, a pleasure and honor. I'm still shocked that someone recommended to me, but it's also a uh, um, a, a personal piece that I'll take with me that someone is honoring what my call has been 
And uh, I know I'm rambling, but I, I'll just say this really as I as I wrap You're up. Very my... articulate, brother. You're not rambling. We understand. <laughs> you I'll just say this as I'm wrapping up my uh, my my um, thoughts is that um, my call wouldn't be possible without um, Dr. Martin Luther King. So, I'll, and I'll just 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 end it um, right there. Hamdi, are you still there? I thought I saw her name still up. So, Steve, once again, we're talking about Monday, the Martin Luther King holiday at 7 o'clock a.m., and Reverend Dr. Ephraim, is it Ephraim Smith? Ephraim Smith. Hamdi, I want you to have a word or two before we close about Martin Luther King Jr. You know, um, I, I am so inspired by Dr. King and his work, and it's so amazing to live in a county that is named after Dr. King and the fact that we have the opportunity to continue his legacy and not just to celebrate his legacy, but to put that legacy in action. And I see my two roles being um, a Port of Seattle commissioner, being in that president's role, and even the director of the Office of Immigrant and Refugee Affairs to make sure that I'm pushing black futures forward because I think that is what Dr. King cared about the most. And yeah. Mr. Roy, can I can I just add a little bit to that? So thank Go right you, Mr. Okay, she's so so brilliant and articulate, and just I we know that Martin Luther King believed in the importance of educational uh, uh, equity and opportunities for all children, regardless of their race or his or their social economic background, and just know. I truly know and believe, and we've witnessed that because Dr. King advocated for those policies and initiatives, that has really been the bridge for our educational disparities between African-American and white students. So just wanted to just acknowledge that because he also preached about love. And I know you said we had one minute. Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's up too. It's up. And I'm I stopping it right Steve, there. We love our people. Hamdi Muhammad, uh, the new president of the Seattle Port Commission. Thank you. Steve Worry from Urban Impact. Really thank you for organizing this deal. Award-winning Dwayne, Dr. Dwayne Chappelle, thank you. We miss uh, 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 Derek Wheeler-Smith today. We know he's doing something, some good work somewhere. And uh, we will have uh, Hamdi on. We also want to have any kind of time you guys have anything coming up, please let me know so we can let the community know through this venue. So uh, happy MLK Day, and I'll see you guys real soon, like Monday morning or not before. All right, thanks, All right.